You're with Dr. Darlie Elise, bringing you uncommon insights and practices on wellness, relationships, and spirituality in seven-minute nuggets or less. Today, we're looking at the parable of the talents with a twist. of a man in Matthew 25 who, prior to going on a journey, gave to each of his servants a measure of wealth. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to the third one talent. The servant with five talents invested them and made another five. Likewise, the servant with two talents doubled his. Meanwhile, the servant who received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid what was entrusted to him. What if... We considered sexuality as something God wants us to wisely invest and not squirrel away. Indeed, scripture paints a portrait of sexuality as a good thing created by God as part of our inherent makeup and intended for us to explore in a lifelong union with one complementary counterpart for the health and happiness of the male-female pair, the strengthening of the church, and the well-being of society. Yet, so many Christians in my generation, myself included, have subscribed to the idea of proverbially burying our sexuality as we turn our full attention to the pursuit of academic careers, professional advancement, and even mission work. If you feel that's also your story, you might enjoy Late to Potluck, the dating predicament of 30-plus-year-old single Christians and what to do about it. It's a free course on my website, darlielees.com. I'll also include the link in the show notes. So as the parable of the talents unfolds, we read in verse 19, After a time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. The text cues us to the fact that there was an expectation that the servants have done something with what they had been imparted. The first two servants had cultivated that which they were committed and were each met with the words, Well done, my good and faithful servant. The last servant, in contrast, had not made use of what he was bestowed. I liken that servant who hid his talent to today's all-too-common practice of protracted singleness. In some Christian circles, we're given the impression that God has intended the gift of sexuality to be hidden away, awaiting Jesus' return, to be presented to him saying, Here, Lord, I've saved my virginity. If this is the bizarre interpretation of sexuality you've been taught, I'm so sorry. It is this deferment of investment in marriage and family life among Christian young adults that lends to the world's misconception that Christians are sexually repressed individuals. If we look at verse 25, a rationale is given by this third servant for his misuse of his trust. He says that he was afraid, fear, fearful of who his master was. He had a false impression of his master and therefore a fundamental lack of appreciation for what he had been given. Could it be that we see God as did that servant, as a ruthless master? In verse 24, the servant says, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. This is what gave rise to the servant's self-preserving act of burying his one talent. I think because we have the impression God is anti-sexuality, we too suffer from a lack of appreciation for the sexuality we've been given. And that just may be the basis of my generation's hesitance to invest our healthiest, most energetic, and most reproductively fruitful years of our lives in marriage. 
marriage. I'm happy to say the God revealed in the Bible is not a sexual prude. One of the cornerstone promises of scripture is that of God telling Abraham and Sarah he will give them a son. That son, Isaac, did not arrive by stork. For many decades, Abraham and Sarah showed their faith in God's promise by enjoying an active sex life, even in their old age. Sex is throughout the scriptural narrative. Every genealogy list of the Bible is a record of the children who were begotten by intercourse. There was only one immaculate conception in all of scripture. Jesus's. Once you wrap your mind around that, you'll never read the long records of begots the same way ever again. And before you think procreation is the only reason for sex and therefore marriage, read the Song of Solomon. Romance is definitely part of the love equation, and that's why we react so powerfully to it. God is pro-romantic love and pro-sexuality. He is the creator of it all, and he has given us marriage by which to safely enjoy and discover its blessings. Be that as it may, we are desperate to avoid the risk of experiencing the downside of love because we've seen the ugly of marriage and family in our childhood homes, churches, and communities. So fear shows up, cleverly disguised as being spiritual. We say things like, I'm not even going to think about that. As if love, marriage, and healthy sexual expression are trivial aspects of our human experience that don't compare to life's other priorities. Another one is, I'll let God handle that, or it's more spiritually fashionable variant, I'm waiting on God. As if God has already handed us the responsibility of stewarding this gift. Sure, love is risky. There's no avoiding that. But what is clear in Genesis and in this parable is the risk is well worth it. You'll come up empty for a substitute for the deep fulfillment brought by being fully known, fully loved, and fully committed to for life. Across the stretch of human existence, history is littered with the preceding generation's failed attempts to find their replacements. I'm of the opinion the so-called gift of singleness is the modern Christian push to positively reframe the otherwise damaging practice of protracted singleness. Let me tell you what I find so beautiful. Genesis teaches us our sexual origin is not that of repression or suppression, but instead of healthy sexual expression. Biblical stewardship is not about preservation. That is worth repeating. Biblical stewardship is not about preservation. Rather, it's about growth because biblical stewardship should be prompted by love and love is an exponential factor. We are called to be stewards of healthy sexual expression. We can only do this by investing, not burying it. Thanks for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. 